live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwam. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwam. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover. Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. One second, it's over. The Peacocks did it again. First they stunned Kentucky. Now they topple Murray State 70-60. to And St. Peter's, who had never won a tournament game, is now off to the Sweet 16. Driving right side, picks it up, pulls up for a 12-footer, bounced off no good. Williams tips the rebound, Scott gets it, feeds off inside to Matty Williams, who scores. Right wing, Goldwire drives to the rim, kick corner, Marvin. Pump fake, he'll drive, he floats one up, missed it short. Rebound, Oshuni throws it up to Lofton, and that's your ball game. And St. Bonaventure wins it 70-68 to in the second round of the NIT. Drill deep to center field, 100! The 100th career home run in the illustrious career of Jocelyn Olo! All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. Monday, March 21. T-Row in the morning show time. Is it spring? Is today the first day of spring or is it tomorrow? Yesterday? Wait, let me say that on the air. I thought it was yesterday. You know, it doesn't matter. It's either yesterday, today, or tomorrow, but it's spring. Can we can we just agree? One of those days. It's spring. Basketball season is over for me and the uh, Sooner men, and it's spring. Woo, that feels good. Yes, my calendar in the room here says the 20th, yesterday. Spring begins. All right. Yeah. Look at us. We made it to spring, TJ. Way to go, us. Congratulations. Uh, this, this day and age, you can't take anything for granted, TJ. You know what I mean? Way to go, us. Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a great weekend out there. T-Row in the morning show time brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Oh, man, it's spring. That means Extreme Outdoor Equipment time, folks. They are a full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. And their slogan is try it before you buy it. Both locations have a couple of acres of grass, and they encourage their customers to take their mowers for a spin like you're in a car lot before deciding which is the right mower for you. Check them out, Extreme Outdoor Equipment. 
Oh, man, I'm not going to lie to you, TJ. I'm going to be honest with you off the top. No more no more lying between us, okay? I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to lie weekend, either. I am too. You did a lot more than I did. Not very restful. Yeah. How was your weekend? Let's talk about your weekend. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I had a uh, trip to Sherman, Texas and back yesterday. I was at the ballpark. Not yesterday. Saturday. I was at the ballpark yesterday. You had to go get the kid from uh, the The grandparents? Nana Nana and Papa met me in Sherman, Texas. I had never been to Sherman, Texas before. Yo, uh, did they move? No, no, they just meet me, so I don't have to drive to Tyler. So they'll meet me like halfway oh, somewhere, you know. Yeah, meet me halfway across the sky, up where the world belongs <laughs> to only you and I. Come on, TJ, meet me halfway. That's all you. That's all you on that one. Oh man. Had dinner with Hal Smith okay. on Friday night. It was a it was a pretty good weekend. What? How'd that happen? <laughs> Katie and I went out for a little date night dinner at Red Rock. And we're good s- place to take a date. We're sitting at the bar. Did you get the meatloaf? I got the meatloaf. Hang on a second. We you both can't sit at the bar for a date. We when we go to Red Rock, uh, we usually sit at the bar. One, we wanted to watch basketball, and the TVs are at the bar. And two. Okay. Uh, seats opened up, and we did not have to wait uh, potentially another 45 minutes to an hour. So we're like, you want to sit at the bar? Yep, we'll sit at the bar. So the romance is gone, folks. Uh, the romance <laughs> is gone from the relationship. Katie actually likes sitting at the bar at Red Rock. I think uh-huh. the last three times we've been there, we've sat at the bar. Last time I took Porter's seat. Uh, this time, uh, Hal sat down next to me, and he goes, hey, can we make room for the wife? And I said, your wife? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I think we can make room for your wife. Did you you know who Hal is? I, mean, I knew you, who he was. He didn't know who I was, but I knew who he was. And then Katie's like, boy, he's kind of bossy. And I go, probably should be. It's he owns the place. And she goes, oh. <laughs> he gets a discount. Yeah. And then she realized once he starts talking to all the bar staff and everybody. And I said, yeah, he, he kind of owns the place. He, he can move me over if he wants to squeeze a bar stool in. So see, they sat at the bar for their dinner date night, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Hal didn't say he was on a date. He might have just been doing a quality check. <laughs> Actually, he didn't because he was sitting there, and uh, somebody asked him something about ordering. He goes, I don't know. He goes, my wife may be coming. I don't know if she's coming or not. Let's give her 20 minutes. <laughs> you got a good deal for spring break, man. Uh, just shoveling your kid off to the grandparents. Is, yeah, it's not bad. That's a good deal. Like We have to keep our kids entertained for a whole week. Yeah, I heard you talking expensive. about that on one of the baseball broadcasts, and I was like, it's man. expensive, man. I mean, uh, I constantly want to do something. I told my, I had a conversation with my wife this week. I was like, listen, when I was a kid, my, my parents just like, like, not having to wake up early was the excitement of spring break. Yes. We never went anywhere. We, Same. We, I just woke up. I'd ride my bike or I'd play baseball or whatever, and I was perfectly happy. Maybe we'd Same. go to the zoo. Maybe no, I didn't even get I mean, that. If it was a nice day, maybe. I don't know. I, maybe that was summertime. I, I just remember going to the zoo as a kid at some point. I have no idea if it was spring break or not. But, like, why do we got to constantly entertain them, man? I mean, they got, you know, they got things to do. Just, you know, I don't know. You got a good deal. Yeah, it's, it's not bad because he's happy. We're happy. He's entertained the whole time. Um, so it, it works out. It works out. 
It's just a guy. You got another six baseballs to help pave your pave your driveway yesterday. I've talked a long time uh, on the air about this, but seriously, if the OU baseball program wants to start a buyback program with me on their baseballs, just let me know. I mean, <laughs> why doesn't he share with other little kids that don't get baseballs? He shared with his friend Cash yesterday that he was with, mm-hmm. um, and he has. I mean, in the past, he's given to, mm-hmm. to little kids. So. He's known as the bull, uh, the bully of Mitchell Park. You know that, right? When everybody sees him, uh, they go, "Here comes the bully he of is, Mitchell Park." If he is, I hope he is in about eight years too. So, I mean, that's fine. That's well, his nickname when he plays for the team. <laughs> if he, that's if he's on the field. I don't want him being a bully. If he's like eighteen and just a bum hanging out in the stands, knocking people's nachos <laughs> out of their hands. Right. Uh. He can track them down, man. I don't know. Like other kids went to look for the ones uh, yesterday and. He, they wouldn't find him. He'd go over there, and he'd come back with it in like two minutes. I found another one. He got a nose for it. Yeah, he does. He does. There was one on the hill or over there to the now, right. Now, that one he probably should have gave up. He had plenty at that point. It was like a pack of ten kids, and Bronx got it, and he's running back up the stairs with it. I was like, man, how many balls you got? Six of them. Turns out six foul balls. <laughs> but that's why he likes coming to the game. So whatever keeps him coming to the game. Yeah, although that may fine. be up uh, in the air. It was, a, it was a question mark yesterday once he found out. He had me text Kurt about information on the hill. Kurt said, no, it's still closed off. And he, it was quite the discussion to get him to the ballpark yesterday. And I don't know if I'm getting him back if they don't open up those hills. So come on, Is it OU. because they're too soft? Are they muddy? Is that why? Or I don't know why, why they've the got them close. The, last weekend, I understood, because they had put the snow and ice over there, you know, from what we had had on mm-hmm. earlier in the week. But I don't know. Maybe it was wet and muddy over there this weekend. I don't, I don't know what the deal was this weekend. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's up for debate now with him whether he goes back. So, we'll, we'll see. You're going to have to win some games to get him back out <laughs> Yeah, there. I think that might help, too. <laughs> Well, uh, I had a busy weekend. Yeah, you did. Lots of games. Uh, I went over two yesterday. I, I that was a bummer of a day. I was pretty excited about the the double header yesterday, and then uh, uh, didn't win either game. So, but that, nevertheless, that was a really fun atmosphere last night. Mo Gibson was unbelievable again, and uh, St. Bonnie's is good, dude. They're good. Yeah, another good team. Good team bunch of 40-year-olds, but they're good. Yeah. It's college basketball, man. Play, it's gotten so weird. Some game. of these teams uh, in the NIT, some of these teams in the NCAA tournament, like, average age, 24 and a half. I'm like, what? Yeah. Gosh. Just a bunch of fifth-year seniors running around. Right. Their, right. Whole, their whole starting lineup is seniors, and I think I saw one. Now, the, the, the scorebook said there was another guy that played 23 seconds. If he got onto the court, I don't remember seeing him, but maybe he did at some point. So they they used one sub for about three or four minutes in the first half. Other than that, their starting five played the whole game. Yeah, I think and they're all seniors. Four of the five played all forty minutes, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, I well, it right here. Yeah, guess, they did. Yeah. Does it have seven players or six on that box score? That they it's played? got. Seven, but one's listed as zero minutes. Yeah, they got him. Like, he played 23 seconds according right. to the final stats. And I don't remember seeing him on the court. But maybe they snuck him in for an inbounds play or something. I don't know. So, basically, four guys played 30 minutes or 40 minutes. 
But, yeah, they're good. They could shoot it. That, that one dude's a 25% three-point shooter. He went four for four last night. And I don't think he hit the rim. The the Holmes kid, mm-hmm. uh, he was great. They hit some clutch, big, late threes. And uh, But Oklahoma had a chance. Everybody in the building was hoping Mo would take that last shot. Yeah, I was mad when Mo didn't get the last shot. But Marvin had the open <laughs> look. He had to take that shot, but... Boy, I wanted Mo to well, say, put up a three and win say, it. I did too, but so did say Bonaventure also knew <laughs> yeah, Mo was they, wanting they to did. take the last they shot. Did, yeah. There's a reason that Marvin was wide open. Uh we're gonna talk to hear from Porter later in the show, and I asked him about that play and uh he'll explain what they were trying to run and talk about Mo and everything. And I mean that's the big question now. Is Mo Gibson coming back? Or was that was that it for him? And if it was it for him, what a finish. I mean, the end of his season was – and he was playing hurt, Teej. He's got a bum back. Like he didn't even practice this week. He was on the trainer's table the whole week getting his back worked on. Runs out there and it's six threes, makes 26 points. Well, that kid can shoot the basketball. Man. His uh, last two weeks there, that stretch he got on was just uh, a great run for him if it is – the end of his career here at Oklahoma and what you, you could tell is like, I don't want my career to end if this is it. You know, he was, he was playing his, his heart out the last few weeks. So it's quite a stretch that he ended on. Well, we could speculate about that going forward. Uh, TCU, by the way, got absolutely jobbed last night. Did you watch the end of the Arizona so, TCU game? Here's the thing. <laughs> I had Arizona winning it all in my bracket and my bracket was looking really good. I got past Purdue. Purdue, I needed them to win. That was a tight game. They won. I'm like, yes. It's like Arizona will dispense of TCU. So I flip it over to that game. And uh, what was it, six, seven minutes left? Arizona got up by like nine and was just starting to roll. And I'm like, all right, here we go. They're going to put TCU away, and I'll be able to go to bed here in a minute. And then, dadgum, if they didn't, you know what, down their leg and just completely forget how to play basketball. And credit TCU because – they went to work. They yeah. they were out hustling them. They were they should have uh, won. They should have won. And that that gum doofus Lampkin Jr. with his pounding of his chest and his convulsing and whatever <laughs> all he does, I think it completely threw Arizona off. They're like something's wrong with this guy. Get him some medical <laughs> What's help. What's going on with the big Eddie? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's got, got having a seizure or something over here, but. Boy, I don't know what happened there at the end of regulation and with that play. They froze. And they, the the referees, referees froze. just completely swallowed their whistle and said, I don't know what to do there because it's either a foul or a backcourt violation. And then Arizona. It's a foul. It's a foul. He knocked him over. But I'm just saying, if it's not a foul, then, you know, you got to blow the they whistle. 43 or 45 fouls in that game, which and was, they let that go. Which was nothing compared to the Purdue game either. They oh shot 87 gosh. free throws in that game, I think. Um, but, yeah, and then for the Arizona guy, not to – he's running at the clock. He can see it running down. Like, I know he wants to dunk it and be a hero, but, like, float the ball up there. Let go Stop of it. Shoot. Get it out of your yeah. hands. Like – Oh, man, so uh, I will fully admit I was so frustrated with Arizona at that point. They were going to blow up my bracket. I shut it off. I did not watch overtime, so I did not know they won what? until this morning. I was I was so mad. I'm like, I'm turning it off. What's wrong with you? I, I was really tired, too, and I had to get up in the morning. And then I was laying there like, wonder if they won. wonder if they won. 
I wonder if they want. So I glanced, and there was three minutes left, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. And then I did fall asleep. So That was a unbelievable basketball game. And the atmosphere was off the charts in San Diego. I mean, it was a zoo. And I feel I'm not – I have no affinity for TCU, trust me. Uh, But I do feel bad for them. They deserved to win that yeah, game. Yeah, they, de- they deserved it. They they completely whipped them down the stretch of regulation and, and deserved to win that game. It should have got that call. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. we got a lot to do today, a lot to talk about. Uh, Tyler DeLuca is going to stop by again. Second round today for the OU women. We'll preview that game. They get Notre Dame today. Great matchup, 5 o'clock tonight in the LNC. We will hear what Porter Moser had to say, an emotional postgame interview last night. His first season as head coach of the Sooners comes to an end. Plus, I want to take as many of your phone calls and text messages as we can. We can talk football. We can talk basketball. Spring practice gets underway. Uh, Brent Venables has a press conference coming up later today. We can talk baseball, basketball, football, whatever's on your mind. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. Norman Regional Hospital, the health plex, and a number of specialized professionals across the Norman and Moore area. Norman Regional Health System, here to serve all of your South Central Oklahoma health care needs. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Last night's LNC crowd shows Uh, What happens when you allow basketball fans to have access to the lower bowl seats instead of forcing football donors to buy them to improve their football ticket standing? Now imagine if you had better ticketing policy coupled with the team Porter is going to put on the floor next year equals electric. I wanted to talk about that today. I don't know if the texter is right or not. I was going to throw that question out there because... Quite possibly the two best atmospheres we've had this year were for the two NIT games. Now, there were a couple of other games that were great, like uh you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be I don't wanna have recency bias. There were a couple of other games this year that had great atmosphere. But it was sensational. It I, I was walking out of the LNC last night and I pulled my phone out and I put in there to talk about today. Uh, renewed faith in OU basketball fans because I got pretty down this year about what the atmospheres were like in other places we'd go play on the road and then we'd come home and it would be a half full arena and it'd be dead you know and we talked about it on here and uh, I was bummed about it like but these two NIT games were Incredible. It's not just that they were loud and a lot of people showed up. It wasn't packed, but the people that showed up were 
crazy into it from pregame warm-ups on, will, trying to will this team to a victory. But, I mean, it was it – was, I don't know. I, I don't know. So my question is why, I guess. My question is why. Was it, was it how the team played? Was it because different people were sitting in different places in the arena? Like, what do we got to do to get that all the time? You know? It, it was all of the above. It was – it played to a different audience. The ticket prices were really good for this. Um, You were allowed – Way cheaper than normal? Like, I should know this, but I don't. Like, I didn't look at – what were ticket prices different than normal? Well, I say cheaper than normal because it was general admission, so it allowed them to sit in that lower bowl for 12 bucks. Okay. So They're if not you normally get a general admission ticket, you're sitting up high – and for this, you got to sit down low. Right, right. Okay. So I think ticket prices played to a different crowd. It was spring break. Um, so you got, I think, some different families in there that came to this game for those reasons. And like sense. you said, they sat down low. They filled the lower bowl rather than everybody being spread out. And, you know, if you have an upper-level ticket and you get, you know, a lot of people try to move down, but... They really watch that, man. Those, the Yellow Jackets really watch it in the arena and uh, will send you back. So I think it just played to a different crowd. The fact they were allowed to sit down low made a difference. It it played well on television. Both games played really well. Like you said, they weren't packed. They weren't like sellout, raucous crowds, but they it, it was raucous. It, it played really well on television. And last night, you know, incredible. you got shots of Barry Switzer sitting there throughout the game. You got shots of Toby Keith. A few times throughout the game, uh, the students uh, showed well last night. So I don't know. It it, it definitely on television um, played better than any Big Twelve games this year. Like we played some very important right games right. in January and February at home that could have made the difference in going to the NCAA tournament, and it was dead, man. TCU game at home, Texas game at home. Even the Kansas game this year, which is always packed and loud, was not a, a full house this year. And the NIT games were next level. Like, they're in the NIT. Yeah. So, I, 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 whatever it was, and I'm sure you're right about it, but whatever it was, hopefully they go back to the drawing board and say, all right, well, what do we got to do? Now, I don't know if you can – I don't know if you can do that. I, people buy season tickets. They buy season tickets, but – I don't know. How do you replicate that in the regular season? And part of it is how the team was playing. And I think there was a genuine appreciation for how hard they played late in the season. That's factored in there to some extent. But, I mean, kudos to you guys. Before we get to trying to figure out the future, kudos to Sooner fans. Because it would have been really easy just to check out. All right, they went to the NIT. Who cares? That's what they do most places. And you did not do that. I mean, you were unbelievable in these two games. And, and like I said, you renewed my faith in OU basketball, honestly. Basketball fans. You were tremendous. And I think also it was very, very encouraging for Porter Moser. He talks about it coming up in this interview we're going to play. Yeah, and if it is a lot of it tied to Point, a point system for football season ticket holders, OU needs to look into that and say, are we doing the right thing here? 
because if people are just buying up season tickets to get points to get credit towards football but aren't using those basketball tickets and aren't like giving them to friends or you guys do the you guys uh, promote it the military thing where they can uh, donate to if they're not doing that and getting people into those seats then OU needs to look into that system I don't know enough about that. I've only heard from that from people. I don't know how true it is or how that ticketing system works, but a lot of people do complain about that and say that a lot of football season ticket holders just buy up tickets to get points credits towards football, but then never use their basketball tickets. So those seats are sold, but they never get used. So if that's happening, they need to look into that and change that the way that's structured. I'll ask. I know at one point, I remember having a conversation about because it's all scanned now. Everything's yes, electronic, right? Where like the tickets had to be used for you to get points on your account or something like that. Whether it was you or somebody else, that that ticket had to be used for it to something to that effect. Like you could buy the tickets, but you had to use them to get the points for them and stuff. And so I don't know. I, I'll ask. I don't know all the details and. And if that's still the case, too, I do know of people that have, say they've got a block of 10 at basketball. They'll give someone two, but then tell them, have all 10 scanned when you go in the door. Well, you can't do that. But 10 get ten get scanned, but two get used, if that makes sense. So that does happen. And I've also heard of people that just show up, get their ticket scanned, and leave. Really? That's I've heard that, too. So All for football. All for football. And a lot of it has to do with a point system, and that point system helps with OU Texas tickets. And like I said, yeah. I don't know enough well, that's about true. that. I mean, there is a, yeah, there is so, a donor point system right. that everybody's kind of ranked on. Yeah. But I've had people that I've used their tickets, and they say, hey, uh, we've got four, but if you can scan all of these if you don't use them all. Hmm. So, Well, got to figure that out, but the crowds were just – sensational and i heard it was for the ou women's game too the other night it looked good on tv i'm sure tonight will be great too five o'clock second round game against uh uh notre dame well that's gonna be fun uh we'll play porter's post game interview next the ref network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft tornado we can help call 405-735-5510 Coach, thank you for joining us. Uh, boy, tough game, great basketball game tonight, but two-point win for St. Bonaventure. What's your thoughts? You know, just disappointed that you know that it's that it came to an end. I, I want to keep playing. Um, I want to keep playing for the guys, keep playing for the fans, keep playing to get better. Um, disappointed, you know, um, and uh, <clears throat> I got to give credit to St. Bonnie's. I mean, those the, the, those seniors. I mean, we were up four. They hit some really really tough shots. Yeah. And uh, you got to give them credit for those shots. Um, they they put you in tough situations. They got the big kid who can roll and just catch it with elbows above the rim, and it makes it tricky. You had to make a decision on some different things, and we were going back and forth. And um, so you got to give them credit. I thought we did a lot of things execution-wise. It was good. Um, we just didn't make enough plays. Um, you know, the frustrating thing is is you get to the end of these games. It's our eighth game that we had a ch- ball in a hand, a chance of, of, to make a play, to make a shot, make a play. And you, we got to you got to make some plays, make some shots. We had some shots, you know. We got we we Jordan drove, drove three. We kicked it. Marv had it wide open. Then he drove it. and He still was wide open. We just looked at it. Then he could have kicked it, but we just um, 
you know, just they fought. I got to I got to just tell you though that uh, the the character of these guys, the life lessons these guys will will learn from this because they felt that people were counting them out. You know, they lose Harkless and they were counting out, and we came back and. The last seven games, you know, going to this game, the last six, we had won five out of six with a one-point loss to Tech. And then we just had a two-point loss here. And um, just, um, you know, we, 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 we had it with the second-hardest schedule in the country. We won 19, and eight other ones, we were right there. And we've got to continue to get better. I told the, the guys um, that are returning and that have eligibility left, I said, you know, everything matters. The little thing, we got to trust the process. The offseason, we got to get better at a lot of little things. I mean, you know, you, you, you get right there. We've come so far with this group from when we started. And um, that's why I hate to it end because I've seen so much improvement in so many areas. Um, but uh, I thought the crowd was great. Yeah. It was electrifying. I thought that it was it was great. It was St. Bonnie's a veteran team. That that team, the same starting team, was in the NCAA tournament last year, and you can see those seniors not wanting it to end as well. Um, and just a couple of the, the long threes they hit when we were up four, just yeah. just really tough shots. And, um, and we missed some. We had some. We had some good looks. You know, I remember t- a, a run of it. I thought Mo Gibson was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. I mean, just he, he was refusing to let this group go. And I, I, I feel that that performance was waste. But we had a, a lot of other, you know, tough performances from some guys. that, that and, and Jordan, you know, Jordan and Mo. the thing about Mo, those two did not have a live rep this week. Jordan's ankle got, as you know, he couldn't play the end of the last game in his ankle. He was one for eight from the field today. He had a, he had a tough night. But, man, he didn't want to not play. You know, he gave everything he got. He didn't want to not play. And he played on a on a. On a not a health not a hundred percent and um, so it's tough tough to end. I assume that last possession, if you had your druthers, you would have loved to see Mo take the shot, but they had him covered up. Well, what with that that play we've run many times is is it's a go screen and then Tanner sets the flare, but they were just they weren't leaving Mo no matter what. And then when when they flared it, Joe went Jordan went downhill and Tanner was actually open behind. And then when Jordan went downhill, you know we were, we weren't needing a three. We were trying to you know, but like we we we've run that play and we early earlier we got it. We hit Mo on a flare up yep. top and got that got that three. And they they didn't leave him. They were literally just stuck to him. And then when he flared up, everyone went with Mo and Tanner. And Jordan went downhill. We call this it's a ghost F play. Tanner was coming behind the ball and he was wide open and then jordan drew three and then kicked it to marvin and marvin was wide open you know they just kind of picked their poison and jordan i mean literally was going right downhill to the basket and uh and then he kicked it to marvin and uh, i wish actually marvin would have taken the three get a chance to win it right there then he kind of pulled up and he 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 literally missed a pull-up that was literally wide open but uh you know yeah we we were we were trying to get mo on a flare but but he was i mean they literally just they were they were face guarding him on that play they didn't let him this is we, have, we 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 went to him like every other time. Yeah. We try we were trying to go to no, him every. We ran the, the building. We ran the double on the sideline. We ran the double play, down yeah. screen for him. We ran the other flip play for him there. I mean, we, we were and we were trying to get him on the flare there. Uh, this is unfair because the season just ended. But I don't know when we'll get a chance to talk to you again. Your first year as uh, as head coach and the journey this team took, and you you look at who you got coming back next year and. You feel excited about Oklahoma basketball going forward? I can't even tell you. I, I, want, I want to get going right now. I want to go up in the office and start. To, I mean, I I, I I just know where I want want to go with this program, and I, I love the people here. I love, I love you know, the, the people that came to this arena this year were awesome. We're just going to have them like the old EF Hutton commercial, you know, how the, the boxes expand and you get more and then so on and so on until we get this thing full. And my efforts in the offseason is going to be to that. Um, and then, you know, the recruiting. You know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna 
continue to we had a we signed three really good freshmen and then we're going to you know obviously we'll wait to see how everything shakes out here and then to, to see what that transfer portal looks like and uh and then we're going to get started on the off season the off season last year i'm putting together a staff we're in a pandemic right. I, you know trying to recruit from scratch you know you spent so much time there and now you know the skill development the summer um hoping to take a summer tour um, in august to play three games and it's just going to be so much of a summer of development um and uh but i can't tell you how much um i'm more invigorated for the vision of where we can get this program than ever well thank you for your generosity with your time this year pre-game post-game toby you've been awesome on the road you're fantastic you you're a true professional man that's why the whole norman and oklahoma Sun fan base loves you brother i appreciate that thank you again porter moser everybody well, how do you feel, oh, Look at one? that love fest at the hey, end. Hey, you know, you uh, need to treat geez. me with the kind of respect Porter Moser to, treats me with. All I'm, right? I'm disappointed in you, though. You had that. the opportunity right there at the end to say, hey, coach, are you taking the LSU job? <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> report guard, year one, Porter Moser, good hire or terrible hire? Because uh, you I, said many times this year, terrible hire. I what do never you say said now? that once. <laughs> Those words never came out of my mouth. I love uh, Porter Moser. I love the hire. I love his enthusiasm. Um, he's one of those coaches that you feel as a fan he uh, wants to win as badly as you do, and he hurts yeah. as badly as you yeah. do when you lose. Like You could hear it there in his voice just – uh, you know, losing that game last night, you can you can hear it. And That's what a fan, fan wants. Fans right? love want, fans love they that. Want players and coaches to feel like it means as much to them as it does to them. And if you don't, and you're robotic, you better be like, um, like Belichick or Phil Jackson. Or, um, yeah. you know, someone like that that's just winning at an elite level and you can be robotic like that. Otherwise, they want passion. They want to know that you hurt when they hurt. They want to know you're excited when they're excited. And he's, he's shown that this year. I've heard so much throughout the community about him just talking to people around town and they'll run into him places or run into his family. Uh, I've heard stuff about his kids and how great they are. Um, I think he's been really embraced by not only OU fan, just the community in general. And he's... He's done a great job, so I'm completely uh, on board with Porter Moser and excited about what the future holds with him. Mike's on the hold, on the uh, phone. He's on the hold. He's on the phone. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir, Toby. This is Hi, Mike. Mike. By Hi, the Mike. way, they're giving away three small ice cream cones at uh, Dairy Queen today. Oh, really? How come? It's National Ice Cream Day or Cone Day or something like that. How about that, TJ? No, that's awesome. Thank you for that's letting me big know. Big time. Well, I want to say something. Okay. Uh-oh. Are you there? I'm scared. I'm here. I'm a little worried right now, but go ahead, Mike. <laughs> you need to tell Moser quit crying about not getting in. They're not good enough. They can't even win the NIT. Have a good day. I knew, I knew something was coming. I knew when I put the guy on hold, something was coming. All he said was, hey, this is Mike. Can I talk to Toby? And I knew something was coming. Thank you, Mike. How about that free ice cream cones today? Dairy Queen t It was like, I'm going to say something mean, but I'm going I'm to Are you ready? Feel the Toby's me? heart. Are you there? Can you hear me? I want to say something. Are you there? Thank you, Mike. Have a great day. All right, uh, let's take a quick timeout. Right, at some point, and I don't know if today's the day or if it's tomorrow or something, at some point I do want to look at, you know, what's coming back next year. A lot of that, you know, uh, the, the decision Mo has to make. 
I heard the guys in the afternoon, I think it was Teddy and Josh this week or something, say, boy, next year's a big year for Moser. My, you know, it's uh, he didn't make the NCAA tournament this year. You hate to put him on the hot seat, but next year's a big year for him. Like, hey, come on, guys. Read the room. Yeah, they need to make the NCAA tournament next year. I got you. I think it would be a 100% vote in Sooner Nation that they love the hire of Porter Moser if you took a vote today. We'll be back. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. I can't be troubled with going inside. I got some butt rubbing to do. (laughs) (laughs) T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Toby and TJ back with you on the ref. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System. Checking out your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Took my daughter to the women's game. They got me for $40 for an adult and youth to sit in the lower level and strong-armed for another 16 at the concession stand. To set off the cost, we had to eat a weekend meal at home. <laughs> strong darning for 16 bucks. I was trying to figure out if they were complaining or bragging no, about, I don't know. about the price. I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe he meant they just sacrificed a meal out. And that afforded them the two tickets and the concession, okay. I guess. I don't know. I don't did know you, if he's mad there or not. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was hard to tell. Could you get? Uh, did you get your two Saturday meals out this week? Well, I ate with the in-laws when I picked Bronx up, uh, so oh. they picked up the tab for lunch on Saturday. Were you out though, or was it at home? No, I was at a restaurant. Yeah, because I'm at a restaurant. Okay, yeah. so you ate out, mm-hmm. and then. And then Saturday night, we went and uh, sat out. It was a beautiful date. night. We, well, uh-huh. that was Friday night. Saturday night, uh-huh. we went to uh, the Mont and sat at, on the patio. Big wow. shout okay, out to so Patrick out there. Friday night at Red Rock. Mm-hmm. Saturday, out to eat with the in-laws. And then Saturday night, out to eat at the Mont. That's correct. Gracious, you are a big baller. I had a, I, well, big I'm being honest, baller. I had a gift card for the Mont. So does uh-huh. that count? I don't know if I'm as big of a baller if I had a gift card. So. It still counts as going out. I right. mean, the fact that you had a gift card is nice, I guess. But <laughs> it's nice. I had, uh, I had, uh, uh, oh, what are the noodles where you got to put them in hot water? Ramen. I had to eat ramen this weekend, so I'm glad that you got to eat out. <laughs> Did not eat ramen. <laughs> your deal with me eating Spring out break, a couple the of kids, times on the, the weekends when I cook all week long and I take my lunch my to work every break. day. Oh, give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. Uh, Eric Are Comfort. you paying for this lifestyle by selling all these foul balls on the black market somewhere? I could. But I could make a fortune off of foul balls. Uh this texter says you can absolutely or you absolutely can get all of your tickets scanned. There's nothing wrong with the LNC if you build an off-campus arena and have the same ticketing policies, attendance, and participation. It's all in caps, participation. <laughs> Will be no different than it has been for the last six years. Someone called me off the air, too, talking about how it was tied together, and they, they knew of a lot of alum in the Dallas area that the OU Texas ticket is important to them. 
So they buy season basketball season tickets to get those points for OU Texas tickets, uh, but don't ever travel up for. Well, or they may not travel up for many games. They can just come to a couple here and there on a Saturday or whatever. So, um, mm. I, I don't know. I mean, that's what I've heard from the most over people over the years is that a lot of people use this as their point system and be it get friends. Something that I don't know how the scanning works, and somebody that's listening knows more. And then, and I'm, if I'm saying something wrong here, then please text Toby, or if you have my number, text me and correct me. But I don't know how all that works with just the purchase of the season tickets, and then how the point system works if you have to have those tickets scanned or not. So I know they used to be tied together. I don't know if that's been modified. Whatever or not. happened for the NIT, the atmosphere was great, and that's general admission. So is that the answer? Do you make the LNC just general admission? I mean, I don't. I think everybody sells season tickets, right? That's why I don't know how you do that. And then somebody shows up for their seats, and then you need to. Everybody out in the row has to move, or I don't know how you would work that. So, but that—that's why it played so well was the general admission ticket. I think, and they got to go and sit where they wanted. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So I get to the arena last night, and uh, Coach Switzer sitting right behind us. And so I get up and go say hi to Coach, and he's like, Hey, Tobe, you call basketball too? And I said, Yep. <laughs> and he said, How long you been doing that? And I said, This is my 11th year, Coach. And he goes, Huh, I've never listened to a game. <laughs> oh, that's why people love Barry Switzer. <laughs> well, when they kept showing him last night, I'm like, Look at Barry at a basketball game, and he was just smiling, having a great time, talking to every time yeah. they'd show him, he'd be talking to a different fan or uh, you know whoever. It just looked uh. like he was having the time of his life, and I'm like, I don't know that I've ever seen Barry at a basketball game. Yeah. Sure, I have. It just had been a while. I don't remember to seeing it, so I don't listen He's to you. Sorry, I don't listen to you. Yeah, I've never heard you. <laughs> ESPN was infatuated both the women's game. Uh, Saturday in the men's game, Sunday too, by the fact that Toby Keith. Toby was Keith was there. Yeah, they could not get yeah. enough of Toby Keith last night. They're like, you guys, he's at every game almost. Like, like they just found him this weekend. They kept saying, like, how cool is this? Do you see that's Toby Keith sitting over there? <laughs> Maybe he could write a country music song about this win, <laughs> about this season. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, break time. Uh, 405-329-9000 if you'd like to call in like Mike did today. Or you could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We need to update you on our bracket challenge, give you the top ten and where all of our hosts sit uh, going into the Sweet 16. Plus, I want to take a look at the Sweet 16 matchups coming up. We'll be back. <laughs> 